now time for a very night vision edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service, tell you which games to pass into your friends and which games to simply shut off that night vision and don't record and just walk on by. I am Corey. I'm joined by the camera operator himself, Basher. I mean, I love me some camera work. You know that? Uh, I'm the guy for all the cool camera stuff. I, I, I'm the Zack Snyder of this podcast. <laughs> As I got to tie this into the last 90 minutes of Absolutely. non-podcast stuff we talked about. We're here to talk about Outlast 2. But before that, if you want to talk to us about Outlast 2, did you know that you can write us? Gpopfans at gmail.com or you can shoot us a text message or a voicemail at 574 574- Six five one nine two five six. Be a part of the show. Don't you want to be a part of the show? I just want to be. Don't you just want to be? But let's talk about Outlast 2. Here's the details on this game. Developed by Red Barrels Studio. You know what they're made made for? Known for? Outlast. This studio has done four Outlast oh, games. Okay. So uh, I think I think there's two main ones, and I think two sort of spinoffs. Um, so I will admit I do not follow the series that much. Regularly priced at twenty nine ninety nine is a first person horror horror action game. I don't know action, maybe not. Available on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PlayStation Four, and PlayStation Five. Uh, no native Xbox Series versions on this one, so you are playing the Xbox One versions. Uh, there's no crossplay because it doesn't make sense. There are no cloud saves, so you cannot carry your progress, and there is no DLC. Outlast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, so Outlast Two, Outlast Two is that genre of horror movie, uh, horror movies, horror games, where it's a first-person experience, and it's a it's it's mo- there's no combat, you know. So you're, you're essentially going through the environment, this very spooky, scary envir- environment. Things will chase you. You got to hide in certain things, and it's, and it's, it's a lot of just running and hiding. Um, it was made. I, I think the genre was made popular by Amnesia, more or less. When yep, I, for sure. I think I think that was the one that definitely it might have, might not have been the first, but that was sort of the first time I had seen this genre for myself. So, and I I uh, I, I remember enjoying Amnesia a lot. Uh, I was a big fan. Um, but going forward, there's been a lot of these games. Outlast is not the first, is not the last. It does still make it like I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's Resident Evil Seven, if you will. So it's like uh, so like even the larger studios are starting to uh, take note of these of this type of gameplay. Um, I will give it a. I I I, I do want to say that aesthetically, it pretty much nails it. I like the I like the, I like the tone and the atmosphere a lot in this game. Uh, it, it definitely stands out super creepy and uh and just moving through the environment does kind of does does kind of creep you out uh, yeah i'll agree um one thing i did find out that was kind of uh this was let me try that again one thing i did find out that i thought was kind of crazy was this is actually an unreal engine 3 game um the game looks pretty dang good for being such an old engine i will say uh i agree with you in the fact that yeah like aesthetically it nails it. Um, th- for whatever reason, the the thing that came to my mind uh, that I can sort of relate it to is 
Kevin Smith's Red State. <laughs> wow, uh, that movie. Deep cut, huh? Have you ever seen? Yeah, yeah, have you ever seen that movie? Um, that's what I thought about when it came to this movie. But yeah, no, it's it's got that creepy vibe. It's got a very cult, uh, religious sort of tone to it. I didn't even say tone. It's a, it's definitely like a religious cult um, horror action game. But yeah, no, visually, I from the moment it starts, I was I was like, yeah, this is for what it's going for. It nails. Uh, absolutely, and. Also, I like the I like the sound design as well. Um, play this play this in the dark with some headphones and the the jump scares aside. I'm not a big jump scare guy in general. I think it's, I, I still think it's a cheap trick. And this has more than a few jump scares where it's just a less super loud noise and nothing happens. Um, but uh, I think the the being able to hear the the other characters around you, uh, the sort of uh, the atmosphere and how uh, branches and stuff break in the background. It's like it's super like the the sound design is on point as well, I think. Yeah, it and it, it it's smart and it it plays with that because you so the, the sort of concept is the game uh, of the game is that you have crash landed. You're looking for your girlfriend slash wife. I can't remember if they're it doesn't matter, um, but the idea is that you've got this camera and this camera is sort of your, your scan ability, you know, from like a Metroid prime. It's how you get information about the world. You pick up different things, but it, it's sort of hook in the first game. And this one too, is that you've got the night vision and that's sort of your, your, your crutch, you know, like, so if, if you're freaked out, you, you've got this night vision. It doesn't last though. Kind of thing. You know, uh, you, you've, it's got a battery, so you're supposed to use it sparingly, et cetera, et cetera. But they've, they've also, I don't know if this is in the first one. I did play the first outlast, but I never, um, it was so long ago, I don't really remember any of it, but they've got the aspect you can use the microphone so you can sort of hear what's on, on the other side of the wall so you can know if there's something out there or if you kind of need it for it to wait. So, like, it from a world-building perspective, even though it's kind of it's weird, like, you probably couldn't really use a camera in that aspect, it, it owns what it's trying to do and it does it in, in unique ways that I think fit and are, are good at uh, making you uh, immersed is, is the best way I can say it. So, my issue with the the kind of the gameplay, I guess, is so when you have the camera out, if that is your night vision ability. Without the camera held up, it's pitch black in in, in this world. Um, in order to see, you need the camera up, and the only time the camera can work is if you have batteries. Imagine walking around with your uh, your your cell phone out at at most of the time, your battery dying constantly. It's annoying in the real world, and in game, it translates to annoying as well. And that was something that really kind of got to me early on in, in the gameplay. And they do a decent job of keeping you with batteries, but at the same time. If you're going to throw so many batteries at me to the point where it's not uh where, 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 I'm, where I'm just completely stuck in the dark it most of the time, I feel like it's just it just becomes almost a battery collecting simulator for me at, at some points. So I'm just not a and, and it kind of and it kind of took me out of it for a while. Um man, I I don't disagree, but at the same time I 
I struggle because you are 100% right, but it's also sort of crucial to kind of keeping you playing a game. And this is, this is an old game. Um, I, I shouldn't say old, like this was a, I think it was what 2014, 2013. So it's sort of in that era where it's an adventure game sort of, you know, but it's first person and it's, it's not quite like walking dead where it's, you're sort of playing an adventure and you're not really doing much. You're solving a puzzle here and there. It's sort of in in the in-between phase to where I kind of wish the game was either holding my hand more or it was doing a better job at sort of just making me uncomfortable. Um, And I feel like it's, it's not focused in that way. And that's sort of where the battery things come in. It's just like, if I could just sort of keep playing and not having to deal with the sort of busy work, I think I would enjoy this game a lot more. But at the same time, I think you could also then criticize it for not having enough to do. Um, So it's sort of like a a push and pull that I think it will hit for a lot of people. But for me, I kind of want more of just the let me play it. And so I was actually playing this on the quote, I'm here for the story mode, which basically lets you do that. But the game also isn't really set up that way. So like, while I can sort of skip the things that are making me annoyed and you, you then sort of see the seams falling apart because absolutely a lot of the, the scares just aren't scary anymore. It's like, well, I'm going to push forward here and I haven't been jump scared in a while. So that's probably what's going to happen. You know, and it's so it's almost a bad way to play the game, which then sort of me translate to I don't like playing the game the way you're supposed to. So I, I had a, a that sort of struggle with it of going back and forth of not really knowing, like, do I like this game? Like, I know people like it and I, I understand why they like it, um, but it's just not clicking with me. Oh, uh, and I honestly, I completely agree with that. Um, and, and I know how boring that is for a podcast right. conversation where two people just completely agree on things. But that's really where I'm at with uh, not just this game, but the genre itself. Again, I go back to Amnesia. I had a lot of fun with Amnesia. It, it sticks with me. I will list. I, I will put that as one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite experiences in gaming in general. But it's also because it was one of the first ones that did it for me to that to that kind of level of quality. Um, this Outlast Two is a is definitely a higher step in quality. However. I just don't feel like this genre of game and this game specifically advance the genre itself to a point where it doesn't do anything where it's like, I feel the need to play this. Because cause to your point, the, the, the gameplay, almost the busy work, rather, is almost the idea of I'm going to find batteries, you know? And if I see an enemy, I'm going to run and hide. Right. It's, yeah. It's, and, and so, and the thing that's that 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 you the thing I guess the carrot on the end of the stick is the story at that point. Like that's what's keeping you going. Right. Right. But but if you but you this gets to the point where this gets I'm sorry not the point but rather the problem where story wise you met your girlfriend as a player for about forty seven seconds before before the helicopter goes down. So you don't really have any ties to this woman to this to this character so finding her is not really all that crucial to you as the player because she doesn't really mean a lot and furthermore there's not a lot of uh plot in terms of 
uh, of the characters you interact with or run away from that make you go, wow, what's going on here? It's, it's really just creepy setting for creepy settings purposes. Yeah, and uh, quick correction. I meant to say that the first Outlast came out in 2013. I know this game came out in 2017. Um, so everything you said, again, I agree with, but I... I sort of push back myself on myself in this and it's, it's, I, I don't particularly like the story because it seems a little cliche of oh, it's super cliche. Yeah. And I, but I don't know if that's the fault of the game. Like I think it tells the story that it is telling well and I just don't particularly thought, I, I just didn't think it was very, original i i so if you had not seen this story before or i it's just it's such a it's such a different thing watching a movie and playing a game and and the reason i'm saying that is because i felt like the story was sort of meant to be viewed as one cohesive sort of movement and the game almost gets in the way at that point but but at the same time it's just like that's kind of the point of a game right but it it's it's really strange to me that that the the story is so adamant on on giving you knowledge and i'm trying to not spoil anything and but there's there's many different like cults there's many different um almost like hierarchies of of class of people in this cult and there's there's so much character and so much just plot in this game but it it almost struggles at telling that story because sometimes it throws a lot at you really quickly and then nothing happens for a while. And then it throws more plot at you really quickly. And then, and it's just, it's kind of weird. Like I, I feel like I, I wasn't playing a game at that point. I was, I was trying to progress the story, but then as the game, like I think it's a game that starts strong, sort of falters in the middle. And then at the end, when you get there, either you're going to like it, you either saw it coming or you don't care. Even if you, I definitely, even if you don't like it and you don't care, I think you can still make the argument that it's still told well, and that's why I'm sort of just like, I don't know if I don't like this game because it's bad, or, or I shouldn't say that bad because it's not a bad game. Um, if it's just oh, if it's just a mediocre game and it's got structural issues, or is it the fact that I knew what was coming that I just didn't really care? I am, um, I, I I I am in the camp of player where i feel like this genre needs a a game to take it to a different level uh whether that's uh gameplay wise or thematically or 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 just plot wise because i completely agree in the sense that the the, the story here is pretty generic um i will compare it to a resident evil 7 where although again i'm not a big fan of the gameplay and the idea of simply running and hiding. I will say Resident Evil does a good job at giving you these characters to play off of that that are such huge characters. So meeting them around each corner or interacting with them is an experience in of itself. I think Outlast 2 misses the mark on that, where 
the genericism of the plot translates to the gameplay, translates to the character. There's no, I never got attached to any major cultists. I never got attached to the cult itself. It just seemed like very generic cultist behavior in a video game. It just didn't, it didn't elevate it like a Resident Evil 7 does where you want to, you, you kind of like want to know in some weird way more about these weird old cannibals. Right. But it's like, but like in, in Outlast 2, is the, 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 they may as well be any sort of humanoid creature and you still get the same kind of deal. Yeah, I don't I I don't know if I completely agree in that I I agree that I don't think I latched on to a single cuz there is there's a there's sort of a main protagonist um I should say there is definitely a main protagonist and your your goal is to basically get get to him by the end of the game um you know to sort of as you are uh trying to save your girlfriend/wife and and sort of understanding what's happening around you other things happen. And while I don't, I agree that there wasn't a main character. I don't think that main character is particularly strong. Um, I did, I was compelled to sort of see just how deep the rabbit hole goes in terms of this cult, in terms of like, how messed up is this kind of thing? I don't know if it gets there in terms of, of being a payoff, but I was compelled to sort of keep pushing and, and, and seeing how, how it goes. Um, but to sort of wrap up my thoughts on the game entirely, the I, I hate, I hate, hate, hate <laughs> games that do not have a freaking ending. I know that some people enjoy that. I know some people like open-ended. Some people like the mystery. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Even I would rather have a story end badly or end happily ever after than not have an ending. Um, this game implies that it has an ending, but if you're paying attention, it doesn't, if that makes sense. So, so it's, it's kind of annoying in that fact. It's just like it has an ending, but it, it almost has like the original Mass Effect 3 ending problem of just like if you're paying attention, it, it's like, wait a minute, like this doesn't make sense. And, and it just, it annoyed me. And I'm just kind of like, like, does that mean I need to play the next game? But from the research that I've done, it's like, no, not really. Like each of these sort of standalone, they, they loosely tie into, they're all kind of the same universe, but none of them sort of directly correlate. And that's when I just start getting annoyed with it. Of just like, just, just tell me the story you want to tell. Like I just, so that is still another thing of, I don't know if that's a slight against the game or if it's just, it's just, it was a swing and a miss for me in that aspect. Uh, I mean, the lack of an ending or a satisfying ending, I feel like you almost saw coming. Like, th th that's how these games tend to end, you know? Like, they tend to end in a way where is it really it's very ambiguous. Yeah, and it's like, it I'm over? just... Nine times out of ten, that's what happens, you know? And, and again, that to me adds to the genericism of the... Uh, is genericism a word, by the way? Am I making this up? We'll find out in the I... transcript. Ooh, nice. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, that adds to the genericness of it. Um, because for me, because it's... 
I almost, I had a gut feeling that I just wouldn't get a satisfying end to, ending to it. I had a gut feeling I wasn't getting a huge, uh, b like boss fight or something. I had, a, I, I kind of knew it just wasn't going to be like this. Oh my god, like this is, I got to play the second one type thing. I just knew it was going to, it was going to end with, eh, like all right, that's fine, like, and that's disappointing because the gameplay leading up to it it just wasn't it makes the it makes the journey looking back on it less enjoyable because you did it all this work to get something that that doesn't really give you much at the end and again i i just go back to the idea of playing this specific genre of game where you're really just walking and hiding just walking and hiding and you with the whole, with the whole purpose of it being the story and the characters and I just don't feel the stories and the characters lived up to all the all the the walking and hiding yeah and I mean I even I I don't I don't want to say this cuz it's going to sound pretentious but I I'm trying to make a point of alien isolation has that problem of of the the running and the hiding even when you have you know quote a a triple a budget versus a smaller budget game uh, uh you know you've got the resources and the ai te you know the ai programmers and stuff but even that game sort of ditches its thing <laughs> um for the middle part of the game you know the middle part of that game you don't even see an alien uh, i guess that's a spoiler i get friendly in isolation um, you know, like for a while you're, you're fighting robots and eventually you do get back to the alien, but even then you're sort of equipped to not kill the alien, but fight it. You know, like you, you've on that game, you at least go on a journey. You sort of start having nothing. And by the end you have something in terms of, of more defense. And that's not what this game is about. This game is not about that. It lacks that, that progression as a character it progresses as a story but as characters it doesn't and that's i agree with that yeah yeah and I, and I think that's why the ending even though like let's say you, you could make the argument that the game does have an ending like you you could i think you could sit down and probably have a 30 minute discussion about the ending of this game and sort of what you think it means and and i think you can draw a conclusion that there has has some wrap-up but there's elements of it that that don't really makes sense with the journey that you took so it just it just becomes like you said of a at that point you're not even really talking about the game you're, you're talking about the story which again it sort of disconnects from me of just like i kind of wish it was just a a hold your hand kind of game more or or not and it seems like it's sort of stuck in where it doesn't know if it wants to be the telltales or the, the life is stranges or if it wants to be the alien isolation you know it and i think it suffers for that reason um, but that's just my personal opinion in terms of like I just feel like the game aspect isn't helping the game in this in this perspective. But I could also see why how not having tools to sort of take on the enemy is the point of the game. It, it's a very sort of um, polarizing feeling I have about it. Oh, uh, you nailed it for me. Uh, my issue with this game, this genre of game, it's the the lack of progression. Uh, I just, like, from beginning to end, I don't feel like I did anything different or new or exciting. Like, 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 like the first hour you're playing is the same hour. It's, it's the last hour you're playing. 
Like I think it gets, I think these games tend to lack progression for me, and that's what kind of gets me like, disconnected from the game. But your your story has to be triple A or not triple A, well, A plus to get me to really care. Then, like, if the story it, is that good, I'll keep playing. Um, yeah, and I and I look at something like Resident Evil Seven, and I will fully admit I did not. I did not like Resident Evil 7 the first time I played it. I really didn't. I don't wrong mindset, whatever. But going back and playing that, um, I think we were supposed to do an episode on it, but we never did. Uh, but I played it for this for the perspective of, of of this podcast, and I I really enjoyed it because it. I think I just I was looking at it the opposite way um, at that time. Mm-hmm. I was just like I was like the story's not doing it for me, so I wasn't doing the gameplay. But going back and I was like wow, like, like this gameplay is actually really good. Like. I don't love the, the story elements of it, um, but they're still far more compelling at the end. While that game sort of doesn't have an ending, it, it did enough to make me be like, all right, like, I want to play the next one. On this one, I feel like I'm just sort of like, it, it feels like it's a side story and it's a story that's not going to have a sequel. So I'm, I'm just less True. Uh, um, inspired by it, I guess is the word I want to use. But... But I also I don't hate the game, you know. Like I I think it just swings into misses for me. But I that's the question when it comes to this podcast of of game pass or pass. Like, is this just not for us, or or are we are we on to something in that it, it's just lacking something that people should not. It's it's not worth the journey. Uh, game pass or a pass? I feel like I feel like this. I feel like. I was like a broken record, but I feel like the genre itself is in need of more, more advancement. And this game is not that if this, 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 this is very much like a lot of the other games in the genre. And without the Resident Evil seven sort of characters or gameplay, whichever one you fall in love with in that, with that game, because the mystery of amnesia is not there anymore. Like we've played these games enough. Um, so you need some sort of gameplay to, 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 uh, to help you advance through these games, whether that be something like alien isolation or not, but you definitely need a sense of progression throughout the few hours you're playing this game. Yeah. I don't think it does progression that, that well. And I don't think it does the story and characters that well. You don't, learn enough about the main character or his girlfriend and or wife. Uh, you don't learn about, you don't learn about, you learn the way, the way the game ends, you'll learn too much about the cult. And since it's not part of a uh, series, like you, like the, like you're not getting more of this cult. So it's not really that care oriented sick either. So like, personally, I just don't think it's a lot. He- I don't think it's a lot here to, to say you, you, you must play it. Yeah, I agree, and and it's unfortunate because I I really think it does from a visual perspective. I think it does extremely well. I think it does more than enough to to call it. Yeah, like this is a a fantastic looking game, and considering its age too, and and its old engine. I mean, it 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 works well with what it has. The weirdest thing for me, um, maybe I'm just getting old. I wanted the game to be slower though. Like, did you ever get that feeling? Like. It's not that 60 frames was too fast, like in terms of like 60 frames is more fluid, but I just felt like the overall movement speed of what I was doing and everything. I was like, I wish this ran at half the frame rate just so like it wouldn't open the door as fast or go through the window as fast or 
pull up the camera as fast. Like, do you ever get that feeling? I'm just curious. Oh, absolutely. It feels floaty. Yeah, like, that's that's that's, 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 that's 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 what I got from it. It, fe- it felt it felt it felt like I was playing a video game. You yeah. know, where it's like uh, when you play uh, again you, when you play the other games like this in the genre. Like I I think Resident Evil Seven does a good job of kind of making. Uh, is his name Ethan in that game? I'm not sure. It is. Uh, uh, it, it, it does a good job of making Ethan move a little slower. Like, like, it may, like, 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 he's actually walking, whereas, like, this feels like you're kind of skating. And especially, yeah, like, yeah, it, it definitely feels that way when you're going through a window. That, that's the perfect, that's the perfect. Uh, I, I feel like I'm example. a giant when I'm going through a window. Yeah, like, like, I'm, like, like, like I'm like, I grew like six feet and I'm like jumping in feet first. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like just the whole camera just goes up and in, and it's like, it's definitely kind of, it's definitely kind of weird. All right, at least I know I'm not crazy then. So, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I do have to agree. Like, I'm, I'm, my dilemma is like, is this just not for us? But I think we've said enough that I think it's it's an okay game, but it's not good enough to get the pass on this on this show. That's when it, so when it comes to Outlast Two on Game Pass or Pass, pass it on. Nope, that's wrong. Pass it by. Don't play it. Maybe play something else. Spend your time elsewhere because time time is really the enemy, right? Like that's that's the real <laughs> enemy. Is time. There's so many Game Pass games, and that's the point of this show: is to tell you which games are worth your time. We do it for you. The least you could do is leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Send us an email: gpopfans at gmail.com. Shoot us a voicemail, text message: five seven four six five one nine two five six. Least you could do. When it comes to the next Wait, game, what? It, what? What did guilt them into it? I know, right? That's what that's what I'm, I'm I'm going for. I'm going for the guilt trip. We're gonna starve. Do you want us to starve? I didn't think so. When it comes to the next game we're playing, um, we're going for Psychonauts. That's our next game. Um, we're we're trucking through some games. Uh, after that, I will be honest with you, we don't have anything sort of nailed down. We're sort of dabbling in some games uh, to try to figure out what our next next one is, um, but. There's there's a lot coming out on Game Pass, but maybe we're, it's just game fatigue. But there's there's been nothing that sort of jumped out at me recently. I, I want to try that second Extinction, but that's that is a early access game. From what I understand, it is very early access. Uh, you know, stuff like crossplay and basic like control functionality uh, on a controller is just not there yet. So uh, I have been eyeballing that Knockout City, which is that is I that, saw that too. Yeah, that's that's the new EA game, and it's it's. They're giving it away for free to everybody for 10 days. Uh, but for Game Pass Ultimate subscribers, you, you're going to get it for a while. And then I actually bought Maneater over the holidays uh, when uh, it was on sale for Xbox uh, Series X. And that just came out too. So that might be one I might have to finally play because now you know I've got no reason to. I, honestly, the, the main reason was I just didn't want to get the disc out. <laughs> Most of the time when I was sitting down, I was like, ah, I don't feel like getting the disc, so I don't, I can't, I don't have that excuse anymore. So, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I was kind of uh, looking at Spellforce Three. That is, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a long RPG. However, I feel like, why am I not seeing that? I know what you're talking. Oh, I, I think that's coming. I don't think that's hit yet. Maybe that's what it is. So, I think it comes out soon. Yeah, I think it, I think it is. It's very soon. So that might be a good candidate. There is that um, day one. Is it Dungeons and Dragons? No. Warhammer. That Warhammer RPG is coming out. Um, that looks pretty neat. I want to check that out. So there is stuff coming, but it just seems for whatever reason, what's out there right now is just not jumping out at me. So 
maybe there'll be something that hops out. But the one game that I, I am going to dabble in, I'm not saying we're going to do an episode, is I do want to check out Steep um, because snowboarding and, and winter sports and stuff are actually something I, I super enjoy. Uh, so that's something I always wanted to check out. Just never got around to it. So I, I want to check that out. So what about, is there anything else that you're kind of dabbling in or you want to dabble in? Uh, honestly, I think uh, I'm going to check out the only thing that the only thing that popped up was Spell Force Three for me. Um, other than that, like I was, oh yeah, Knockout City. Those those, those are two for me. I think Knockout City will be one we'll have to check because it, it's kind of unique. It's a new game, so it might be a good one to to sort of jump into. So, but there you go. So we're dabbling in stuff, but we're definitely gonna be do, doing a show on uh, or an episode on Psychonauts because uh, I got actually a lot I want to say about that, and that's sort of a cult classic. So I think that that that'd be a good one, a good candidate. So. To a game we both did not play when it came out. Right, yeah, and it's it's one of those that it's I've heard about it and everyone's like, You gotta play it, you know, kind of thing. So that's no spoilers, but I have a lot to say about that game. So but all right, that's gonna do it for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. Shoot us an email, shoot us a voicemail, whatever you want, let us know what you like, don't like, and we will see you next time with Psychonauts. Good day, sirs. <laughs>